Welcome to season four. Welcome to season four of this most unbelievable podcast. We open season four with a confession. We don't have a plan. We have no idea what's going to show up. Our podcast and every season is our place of invention. It's where we go to think and learn with each other and to open dialogue with our listeners. We look forward to another season of brainstorming and surrendering to what unfolds. Thanks, y'all. Now on with the show. Hello, Paul Fitzgerald. Hi, Sherry Spiegel. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Uh, what is it? Uh, this is a Friday morning situation this week. It is. You're great had a question mark. I was like, I'm great. And you're like, I'm great. No, I'm great. Um, it's it's more than cautious optimism, I would say. Nice. Uh, <laughs> it is, uh, you know, I'm great. I'm great. Um, great. It, it sounds like up up upspeak, right? Where you kind of raise the, the pitch at the end. But no, there's a greatness to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing well. Good. I'm doing well. Maybe the confusion was really for what day is this even? Yeah. And is great the right word? And uh, am I actually great? And like, no, I'm great. No, I'm, yeah. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah. I think that this is the last podcast that we will release in the year 2020. I think it is as well. I was doing a little ma- mental math. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. So this is what, episode 44? 45? Something like that. I think it's 44. Yeah, one or the other. Yeah, I think it's 44. Yes, it's, yes yeah. absolutely. It's for either 44 or 45. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the things that I like uh, now that we're in season four, four, and now people have heard for the second time, hopefully, our season four opener. Uh-huh. Um, I like that after... 45 episodes or 44 episodes or whatever it is, we now know what we're doing. And that is that we have no idea what we're doing. We have no idea. And we're comfortable with that. Yes. Uh, we can rest in that. It's like we finally figured it out. We don't know what we're doing. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. So one of the things like last week, we you sort of uh, somehow suckered me into a whole conversation about writing and my credentials and blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Made me step into my expertise, blah, blah, blah. Um, but one of the things that I think is sort of related to that, that I'm starting to get comfortable is with, is knowing exactly what this podcast really does for us. Uh-huh. Which I think is, it really is an invention space. Um, an invention is um, one of the canons of rhetoric. Um, uh-huh. But it's... One of the things that's really hard for me sometimes is to try to figure out how to create space to think and to explore. Yeah. But I know that that's right. really important. And I think that's what this podcast does. It gives us space to think and explore and creates a record of it so that we can build off of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I Sometimes I think of it as a, like a playground mm-hmm. or a workshop. Mm-hmm. Like with a there's a big open table and you know, there's a miter saw over there and maybe some hammers and screws and some glue and some st- it's like let's see what let's see what comes out of this and where um, there's not a blueprint on what's being made but right. there there a topic does emerge sometimes it's before sometimes it's during sometimes it's what was that about again you know uh, uh-huh. we we sort of know where we're going but yeah it's, it's sort of a you know let loose in the let loose in the in the in the shop 
yeah. let loose on the playground um, and, and see what unfolds Yes, with this. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that is really interesting. It's also completely counterintuitive to how I typically like to be and live in the world. Yeah, right. Um, and so that's so fascinating because one of the reasons that I think I have not um, produced as much writing as I might want, sometimes mm-hmm. the reason projects of mine fizzle out is because I get so obsessed with the planning stages that I don't let myself actually do anything. Okay. Right? Okay. Um, and so, I mean, when you first asked me, like, do you want to start a podcast? In my head, I was like, we could. In order to start a podcast, our next step should be as follows. We should investigate <laughs> good podcasts. Then we should investigate all the proper equipment that we should use in order to... And then after we have done this investigation, the next stage will be to strategize about our topic. And then we'll have to write an outline for the first episode and then the whole first season. Um, So, yeah, when you first asked me that question, I figured, yeah, within about three to five years, we should have our first episode out. Yeah, that that, that sounds like that process makes me not want to do a podcast. Yeah. It's like I didn't think it was going to be that much work. Yeah. Didn't think it was going to be that much work. It's a good thing I didn't present you with that plan then, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, but we tested these waters pretty early on with, I don't know, let's just get a couple of mics out and record this conversation and see what happens. So, um, and it's like, oh, that worked out. Let's do yeah. another one. Yeah. But uh, it took me a lot to learn that, that that can work, that that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it may not be the way that it gets envisioned and it might not be what somebody even thinks is like the best way to do it. And it, it doesn't always mean that that is always the most comfortable. I mean, having a plan going into it, having an outline uh, for the episodes and for the seasons, that sounds so comfortable and it sounds so safe. It's like, oh man, wouldn't it be great if we did that? It just ain't the way that this lad seems to be able to do things. You know, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean I'm going through this life willy nilly either. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, part of what I think this whole like last year of podcasting has taught me is that sometimes I have to surrender. Right. Like, I mean, that's what it's been about. Like the first episode, everything about recording that, like my, my brain was like, this sounds great, but also don't do it. You don't have a plan. You need a map. Oh my God, don't do it. Uh, but for some reason, I still let you waltz into my office with, with a recorder, and we did it. I recall it. being invited to that. <laughs> Just oh, because I say you waltzed in doesn't mean you weren't invited. I was invited still, to waltz into your office. And, yes. You still have a way of waltzing into a space. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's fine. Well, make an entrance, right? Uh, yeah. That's, yeah. But yeah, so I think it's very interesting. Um, so... What does it mean to surrender to you, Paul? Yeah, I was going to say there is a lot of surrendering in that. I mean, every step along the way is a little bit of a surrender, mm-hmm. I, I think. Um, just from entertaining the question as a serious one requires a little bit of surrender. Um, or if nothing else, recognizing the 
the role that there might be some surrendering that's going to happen because, Hey, you want to do a podcast? I mean, just that question alone has the, or anything that you're confronted with, um, has the ability to throw up all kinds of, uh, warning signs, red flags, be careful of, um, you need to do this if you want to do this. Well, mm-hmm. you have to go through this process in order to do that. You know, it's some things you do. Right. Um, um, but, but oftentimes with this, um, just to, to put it out there, just so people know, the actual like monetary investment cost of starting mm-hmm. a podcast is not high. It's, it's really not high. high. I mean, even if you use something like Podbean, like it's not. In, yeah. You know, you, don't buy Starbucks for two months. Take that money and you can get a year subscription to Podbean and publish a podcast. Sure. You know, there's microphones. Sure. You can up level some audio equipment. We try to do a pretty good job with ours uh, here, you know, but just this, this, I, this notion of what do I need to do in order to do a podcast? Um, a lot of it is surrendering. It is, um, letting go because when when we when we do something that has not been done before you know the first thing that we're going to try to do and i think a lot of people probably do this is you throw up this whole roadmap mm-hmm. of what it takes in order to do it and that is a way that you may approach some things and it's a way that things may have worked with with other stuff this might be different and um, it's okay to throw up those roadmaps as long as you sort of reserve the right to uh, diverge from them yeah. if, if it's not serving you. And in that, it's like, okay, uh, I don't know what this is. I don't know how this is going to sound. I don't know how this is going to look. I don't know if this is going to work. Uh, let's just try it out. And that, and that let's just try it out and see what happens is an act of surrender, um, letting go, um, relinquishing uh, such a tight hold on the way you think that things should be and the way you think things ought to be done or Mm -hmm. should be done or what you should do. Um, Just sort of letting that loosen up a little bit and consider, not, not intentionally consider other possibilities, but giving yourself room for other possibilities to come up that might be unanticipated or unknown. And um, with this, it's like surrender to the podcast, um, surrender to um, feeling like we need to have a script here because fun fact, we don't. I mean, sometimes, you know, we'll take a couple of notes mm-hmm. on stuff that we might want to bring up or hit uh, stuff we don't want to forget to say. But ultimately, it's when the when the record button gets pressed. I literally just looked at it. It's like, and I did press it, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Wait, and so did you. Yeah. Thanks. Now I looked. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Um, everybody look at your record buttons. It's like, uh, it's it has this air of jumping off the cliff and letting go of the reins of control a little bit to just kind of see what happens, mm-hmm. to see what happens. And that's what it is. It's like, what if I do this thing? Let's see what happens. Because ultimately, um, it's a test of your hypothesis of your how your best laid plan is going to unfold. Yeah. Yeah. And I think part of it, so it requires like this kind of openness, right? Yeah. Like surrender yeah, right. requires openness. Um, and it requires letting go, like you said. Um, part of it is like moving past the defensive stance that we often yeah, right. like run through life with. Like the plan is a defense strategy, right? Like it's anticipating what could go wrong. Um but I think for me, like, because I'm such a hyper planner, like, obnoxiously so. Right. Um, uh, 
obnoxious to me, maybe, maybe not to others. Um, but I think sometimes what I have to come and realize is like, well, insisting upon a plan has not in X amount of years worked to get me to this point. This point, right. So what if I surrender my current strategy and look into something else? And I think that's what this has been. And it's been incredibly generative. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. Uh I don't know. So the word surrender has all these other connotations to it. Like, so when we talk about surrender, like we could also talk about other less positive words like giving up, resignation, abandonment. And all of, I mean, the thing is surrender. We think of the white flag, you know, I was going to say, you know, wounded knee, but that wasn't surrender. That was a slaughter. Um, Yeah. you know, or Custer's last stand or, um, Napoleon. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, surrender has this, uh, presumption of failure. Mm-hmm. It's, goes, you it's know, what a, quitters a, do. Yes. Yeah, what quitters do. Um, objective not achieved, you know, fine. Uh, I've been bested. I will surrender to this. And, um, it's a shameful act to surrender and to, and to quit like that and to give up. I mean, and there's no, uh, there's no resistance whatsoever to finding times in our lives when we feel like we've been in that situation and we've surrendered and um, there's no hope of going forward. There's no chance of a good outcome, you know, fine. I surrender. I give up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that certainly is one way that the word gets used. And if somebody used it in that context, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't attempt a correction of their verbiage. Um, but at, at the same time, every one of those things that you said, like relinquishment, um, this giving up, there is that in productive surrender as well. I mean, there is relinquishment. Mm-hmm. Um, there is abandonment. There is giving up. There is throwing in a towel. There is waving a white flag. Okay, plan. Um, as best laid as you were, you are not the you are not the path forward. Um, I will. I have found this way of doing things which or i have tried to imbue or 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 stick to this way of doing things which i now must relinquish mm-hmm. um because it is not serving the best interest of you me this podcast our listeners or the website whatever you know and it must be relinquished so there is that spin you know and and so what what it comes down to is you know with surrender all of these words all of these analogies all of these synonyms are true Mm-hmm. You know, um, but that doesn't make it a bad thing. That doesn't make it a bad thing at all. Um, quitting because it's hard is not lovely. Um, and we certainly have had our, our share of challenges, you know, as we move through this. I don't even want to talk about episode number eight, where my, I think it was eight, right? Where my audio was like awful. It's like, oh my God. Oh my oh, God. That's a shame. It's so funny because <sighs> I remember that. I remember your shame over the audio. I do not even remember the bad, like, I you could line them all up and be like, which of these was the one Paul has shame over? Yeah, it I wouldn't can occur pick it to out me from a lineup and no, no trouble. Um, and you know that what does that do? Does that cause you to surrender the podcast? Does it make you surrender um, the thing that brings you joy? Surrendering 
this new path that you just got started on. No, it makes you want to record episode nine and mm-hmm. get it better next time. Surrendering. I was like, it is what it is. I have to get past it. I'm going to relinquish that. I'm going to let that be. I'm not going to, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to forgive myself for it. I'm going to move on to the next. And that that's that relinquishment throwing in the towel um, of being dragged down by it and prevented from doing the next thing. Because if, if if it did prevent us from doing episode number nine, then that is true surrender in that we have lost and that um, we found no way forward and therefore it's done. And um, that's not what happened. Yeah. So it, in that case, the surrender, you know, ended up being more of a acknowledge, forgive, move on, get over it, do the next one and mm-hmm. address what you need to address. Um, It's interesting because... In the Oxford English Dictionary. You ready for this, Paul? Yeah, let's have it. Let's have it. Yeah. Uh, so Paul knows I, I'm a girl that loves the dictionary. Yeah. Um, so there are there are multiple different definitions of surrender, right? And a lot of them have to do with like warfare. Like that's the Napoleon. Blah, 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 right. All those examples, right. 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 Um, there's a version like during like playing a game, right? Like you surrender, uh, you forfeit. Um. But there's an obsolete version of surrender mm. that I think is very interesting. Those are the good ones. Those um, are the definitions. And so this definition of surrender is defined as an act of rendering. And it's described more like an offering. So the example that they give, which is from 1594, is a sweet surrender of thanks, right? So we can think of it as an offering. So, like, what would happen to our concept of surrender if we looked at it not as what's given up, but what is offered up? Oh, that's so interesting. Uh, that's so interesting. Um, well, that changes everything, doesn't it? It does, right? You know, that changes everything. Um, so, when approaching something, that is a challenging uh, that is a challenging experience or that you're struggling with what can you offer it right um, what, what is the offering to be made here and that might be a thing that might be a way of being that might be assumptions about it that you have that might be um, some limiting beliefs that you may have around it that you can offer up and say okay I surrender mm-hmm and noticing that when that happens, a a well-lit path may emerge before you that mm-hmm. should you walk it, you know, can can result in not what you want, but things even more than what you thought you were going to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Such as a podcast where it's like, man, this is like a playground. You know, let's <laughs> let's explore. It's like, that was never the thought. It's like, let's do a podcast with this as the topic and talk about this stuff. And those were great, you know. Um, you know, because last week was like, let's do a podcast in light of this ridiculous article that came out showcasing Dr. Sherry Spiegel's many accomplishments. Um, is that what that was? <laughs> and, and, you know, wink, wink, nod, nod, some interesting directions where we're going to go with a workshop here in a couple few. Um mm-hmm which is I'm really excited about. Um, but most of the time, yeah, it's like, this is the, this is the topic that's moving through us right now. And let's, let's, let's poke around at it and see what it does. Mm-hmm. 
and see what yeah, it does. So what, is, what, what can we offer this topic? What can we surrender to the topic of surrender? Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. Yeah. Render. Rendering. Yeah. Rendering. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think the other thing that like, so this new, this definition is new to me too. Right. And I think we should totally bring it back. We're bringing surrender back. Absolutely. Move over sexy. Move over sexy. Yeah. Surrender is the new sexy. Right? Yeah, that's right. Um, but so I think this idea of a rendering of an offering, it also makes surrender really about presence right because until that moment when you offer surrender you're focused on the future or the past and so surrender is about like an offering but it's also about right now presence yeah right yeah so to surrender you have to be in it in this minute right you do. Um, you you recognize where you've come from, and you recognize uh, a set of outcomes that you're working towards, whether they're specific or not, is a little beside the point. But where am I right now? Right. And um, what is the thing for me to do next? Is it to cling and hold on to a way of being? Is it to cling and hold on to the trappings of what I think success looks like, or can I let those go? And uh, redirect my um, navigation from from there to a place you know to to a place where it might yield something better. It's like, what does my heart want? Not with my head, because my head tried to take a crack at this. It didn't work out. What does my heart say about it? You know, this goes back to season what two stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, checking in with the different parts of you and what they say about what the way forward might be. It's like, okay, I give up this way of doing this what might be another way and in order to do that you have to be able to be open to it and therefore it requires the space making mm-hmm. which may be made that space may be made by offering up something that may be in the way of it offering mm-hmm. up something that may be taking up the space that you need for this other thing right hence the relinquishment hence you know surrendering hence yeah. giving giving that up you know because it's like i'm going to give up it's like what are you going to give and up to where you know, who to whom are you giving this thing? You know, and that's mm-hmm. why you and I enjoy words so much because it's like, uh, I give up. It's like, you don't say what and you don't say to who. If you did, right, uh, all this would make a lot more sense, you know. Yeah. Um, but we, we chop off the front, we chop off the back. Yeah. And uh, that doesn't always help us. Well, I think this is one of the ways that, um, like that example is a good example of one of the ways that I think we push each other to think um, and to clarify our own thinking. Because a lot of times when you and I are talking, um, we make each other define our pronouns, right? And I don't mean like Paul prefers his and Sherry uses she. Yeah. I mean like, you know, I will say, I hate this. And you'll say, what's the this? What's the this, yeah. Right? And... um one of the things that we do as users of language, right, is we often do use language to protect ourselves. We use it in appropriately vague ways to keep ourselves from having to like really look at whatever, right. whatever the, the, this is. Right. Right. I don't want to name what this is. So I just say, I hate this. Well, what is this? Once we name it, then we're working on it. Then we have to surrender. Yeah, then that you have this to. Yeah, then you have to. 
then you have to right? acknowledge then the, that acknowledgement demands attention yeah. to it and um it unfortunately by identifying the the the, the pronoun of this and recognizing what it is and hating it and wanting it to go away and wanting to address it. Once you identify it, then what that addressing of it looks like starts to become a little more clear. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause then we start, okay, so what do I actually have to do to, to not alleviate, not get rid of, but address this thing. Mm-hmm. And then we start getting into um, a set of actions or activities or hard conversations we might want to have or might need to have. Um, decisions that might require us to let go of a a pervasive idea about ourselves or narrative. Yeah. Um, And those are really hard things to do because they can bring with them just the idea of them. Your nervous system now cranks up to a 10. Uh, You're you're breathing shallow and your eyes get all dilated and you might get a little shaky and you feel this shocking terror of what might happen um, when when you want to address this. And um, therein lies room for, uh, I'll, I'll just say this word just because it's related to something else we talked about today in a different context, courage, you know, to uh, find out from where that that uh, impetus to, to move forward might come from. Mm-hmm. And to um, now that I've now that I've surrendered, what is the way forward? Yeah. Well, and since the fine listeners of this podcast may not have access to the courage uh, piece that we just recorded, because uh, that was part of our 40-day survival guide right. as we are leading right. into the end of 2020, um, we've been recording these mini pods for the folks that are on that journey with us. Mm-hmm. And so some people have access to that day of courage but not all um so paul do you want to explain like how how you're thinking about courage as a result of the writing you did for that day well now that i we have this conversation about surrender going going on you know i mean these two concepts do tie together i think mm-hmm. you know surrendering <sighs> You think you know what you're doing. Everybody thinks they know what they're doing. I think I know what I'm doing. You think you know what you're doing. We all walk around this earth thinking that we know we got everything figured out. I think that we you know think that doing. I think I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> we're all wrong, by the way. None of us has any idea what they're doing. Um, that, right. that was always that was always my way out of imposter syndrome. It's not getting over imposter syndrome. It's recognizing that everyone is an imposter. It's we're, we're all, all mad just, here. Yeah, we're all just trying to get get by every day of our lives. So you know, and may it be so gracefully um but this this notion of surrendering what does it take in order to to surrender what does it take in order to let something go um you can almost say the same thing what does it take to put something out into the world what does it take to take that first step to do this new thing take that new job quit that old job send that hard email um that does require an offering to be made um, of those, those every time, every single time, something really, really hard needs to be done by, you know, no matter how big or small it is, you know, how big these things feel, you know, how hard these things feel. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they always require a little bit of a, of a token. They always require a little bit of uh, a surrendering of something, of an offering of something, of a giving up mm-hmm. of something 
to somewhere or some higher sense. And that might be a higher sense of purpose. It might be giving it up to whatever. I come back to giving it up to um, the, the root of courage, right? Is core, right? Uh, heart, it, it's, it's courage literally translates into heart, heartage, you know, because um, ultimately that's where that drive comes from. And, you know, giving all of these, these offerings that you're giving something up is giving it up to your heart to, to decide what the next step is on, on what your path is going to be looking like as you step forward. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, you know, how do you, and then there's like showing courage, which is the action of it. There is being courageous, which is, you know. So is showing courage ultimately showing your heart? Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um. And that can be motivated by any number of things. But yeah, it absolutely is. Um, there's being courageous, which is the present tense of it, you know, of, of, you This know. guy sounds like he's been hanging out with an English teacher. Yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, <laughs> we should, we should do a little mini pod and write about this, Sherry. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, showing courage, being courageous is that present tense of a- being, of acting through your heart a little bit. And so when we talk about what are you surrendering to, what are you giving up? You know, it, some of the surrender and we think about it from the old battle days might be giving up somebody's, somebody else's heart for your own, which is like, cause your heart is just not in it anymore, you know? So that's, you've lost courage, you know, when, when that, you know, and, and that just might be, okay, I, I don't want to do this anymore. This is not serving my purpose. I'm going to step away from this. I'm going to offer it up to somebody else. I'm going to give this up to, to something else. I'm going to give it up to my heart and my heart tells me to leave. Yeah, and my to, heart's and to, in, not into it. Not, yeah. It's not into it. You know, my yeah. heart says, okay, you're right, do something else. So in that case, the act of courage is in following your heart in a different direction and, and letting it go, letting it go. Um, relinquishment of this thing is an act of courage in this. All of this just makes perfect sense, Sherry. <laughs> so the question then is, well, how do you do it? And it's like, yeah. That's where the throwing up starts. Uh, right. Well, it, I think that this and, is, uh, it's the lecture versus the lab, right, Paul? Yeah, yeah. It's all fun and games until you put on a lab coat. Yeah. So what do you think, like in your life, what do you think makes it hard to wrestle up the courage or to put yourself in a place of surrender? It would be so easy to just keep doing what everybody is doing. Mm-hmm. It would be so easy to just keep, let momentum do its thing. It's easier on me. It's easier on everybody else. If we all just stay in our lanes, stick to our, stick to our pre-prescribed what worked for us earlier or what worked for somebody else earlier that we said yes to um let downward let gravity just play its part part you know and just let's just all keep doing the same stuff that we've always done and nobody's going to ask any hard questions nobody's going to look up or look around and ask anything that's challenging we're all just going to keep doing our thing that makes perfect sense to everyone and it makes perfect sense because we're all already doing it you know um, and living a life that way does not get you fire or a wheel or vaccination or uh, uh, hey, the, the list of inventions in human history is long, right? Uh, it doesn't give you um, steel. It doesn't 
this I'm, well this is thomas coon give, right give you technology is... it doesn't give you the internet it doesn't give you you know yeah paradigm shifts right like paradigm shifts don't come with the every day no with the like i'm gonna do the same i'm gonna keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again every day and something interesting is going to happen no it's not you know if something interesting happens it's because either you or somebody else stopped doing that or there was a natural disaster that's it those are the only circumstances under which you know something interesting is going to happen and the odds of either is low yeah and don't you i mean don't you think that's part of why we have to keep doing this like right like um you know you've talked i think on this podcast about choosing not to just stay in the job you're in and instead choosing to just like sort of blow everything up and go blow back to grad school yeah we've talked right? about that a couple of times and you know times, someone's so got to be desperate for change to choose grad school yeah from a job <laughs> from a full paying job to you know i'm going to go back to i'm going to go back to grad school that's a right. great idea, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so there's something, something up to in do us, that. like, I think that just, I think even though maybe sometimes it's important to celebrate and explore the mundane, we don't, we're not built for monotony. No. I mean, we know it when we're feeling monotonous. We feel that itch. We feel that. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to take a crack at something else. Right. We feel that all the time. Yeah. I think. It's, I think. I do. I do. I, I mean, I, I can run from it, you know, but it, it, it pops up. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting thing because I think, you know, we've talked on this podcast, too, about the, the tension between um, the c- opposing stories we tell ourselves. Uh-huh. And I think I both crave constant change and I literally have a diagnosis code. That says I have an adjustment disorder. <laughs> right? So, Riddle me that. Riddle me that. <laughs> it's like, let's surrender to the fact that yeah, I go go on, speak more hate to that. Change yeah. and constantly need it. Yeah. Oof. Right? What an easy life that makes for. But right. I suspect, though I can articulate that that is the conflict within me, I don't think that I'm all that unique. I think, I think this is a pretty universal experience. Like, yeah, I think it is. It, like, it has to be. I mean, look at every look at look at the 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 arc of of human civilization. Of course, it is. Of yeah. course, it is. You know, every everything that's ever been done is because somebody got bored. <laughs> you know. It's like <laughs> that's that's a, that's a history class. Is what did people get bored of? And uh, well, this isn't any good. Let's do something different. Yeah. What else? Let's can we let's, do? let's build a ship and let's sail off into the and let's see if the world is round or if it's flat. Let's let's see what we can find out there. Uh, what happens if we put this explosive stuff on the bottom of this tube and we sit in it and we see what's up there? Yeah. You know, what happens if we put wings on this thing and get it and push it off a hill? You know. Yeah. But. You know, thinking about the idea of boredom in this bigger equation is interesting to me, too, because I think that there's a lot of tools in contemporary society to that distract us from our necessary boredom. I, yeah, I think there are. Yeah. Right? Like, um, I think we need to get bored. Um, but 
avoiding boredom is what we use to numb maybe ourselves and avoid the stuff that's going to like fire up our hearts and make us want to have the courage to change things. Right. Right. Um, Jack Cornfield has uh, this story that he tells about uh, his own meditation practice and sitting on a, on a cushion. And uh, he, he remembers, you know, early days when he would say, he's like, ah, oh, it's just so boring. Uh, what am I going to do? I'm just going to sit here and breathe. It's like, uh, what, nothing interesting going to happen from that, you know, and sitting there and sitting there and just really literally. And if, if anybody has a meditation practice out there, um, or you've tried some good old fashioned Vipassana, um, it's like, you're going to get bored. There are times when you're going to be bored, stupid. It's like you're going to be so bored, you feel like you're going to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, oh my God, I'm so bored. And I mean, we can get into the nuts and bolts and get under the hood of what those what those feelings of boredom really are and what they really might represent and what might be happening under there. Um, but I mean, what, what Jack Cornfield had said that gets him through that is like, well, in the entire arc of human history, not one single person has ever died of boredom. So <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and if boredom comes for me and wants to take my life, then so be it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and let it, let it, let it do its worst. Um, and, uh, and that again, if you think about that, you know, uh, boredom has never killed anyone yet. And if I'm the first one, then so be it. I'm just going to sit here and see what happens. Um, that's an act of surrender. Yeah. He surrenders himself to boredom. Yeah. Yeah. He's surrendering to boredom. He's surrendering to the cushion. He's surrendering to his practice. It's like, all right. Do you get bored on the cushion, Paul? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So what does your boredom on the cushion look like? It's like, oh man, this is so boring. So you literally tell yourself, <laughs> I am bored now. I'm bored. Yeah, I'm kind of bored. This is boring. This is boredom. Ah, boredom. What does boredom feel like? Uh, feels kind of schwummy. Feels kind of thick. Schwummy. Schwummy. Uh, tell me about schwummy. We make up our own words. when we, I know. So um, tell me about schwummy. it. Schwummy. Um, I don't know. Um, like the atmosphere around me is thick. Mm-hmm. Not much is going through it. Um, that there's just a thickness to 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 all substance in my own thoughts. Everything is just sort of thick. Mind is not racing. It's just bored. It's like, ugh. and that boredom represents a lot of things. Uh, and it can be the the cultivation of fertile ground. Mm. You know, well, make space for something that might come in, and it's not going to come in unless the space is big enough. So let's expand this space, and that can feel like boredom. Yeah. Um, resistance to really big um, unfolding of, of stuff that you might have been carrying around for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. When that starts creeping in, sometimes that can that can start the process of coming across as either fatigue, tiredness, or or as boredom. Mm-hmm. You know, so when somebody is bored, it's like awesome. We're getting somewhere. Stay with it. You know, see see if you can stay with it for a little bit and and see what boredom is like. Because um, it's one of the it's it's a, it's a state of being like any other. It's so this is really interesting to me because I don't feel boredom on the cushion. Hmm. I, or I wouldn't use that word. Um I feel restless the whole time I'm mm. on the cushion. Yeah. And I think I would love to feel schwummy. Schwummy's great. <laughs> But I mean, this is the thing that I look forward to in in summer break and in the winter holiday. It's like, God, I can't wait to be bored. It's like, I'm just going to sit on the couch and stare straight ahead. And (laughs) it's like blissful, blissful. 
boredom. Right. You know, if you are truly bored, you're doing something right. You know, I've never been like, maybe this is part of what uh, I need to surrender to. Sit till you get bored. Sit until I get bored. Um, and then sit. So you know what happens when <laughs> I get on the cushion? My brain is like, oh, we can't do this. Nope, nope, nope. Here, I'm going to run by you all the things you should be doing right now. Right now. Are you ready? Good. Let's go. And so, like, that's all my brain does is, like, you are wasting time right now. Let yeah. me let me tell you all the things that need to be done right now. Right. And then it's, like, and it parades them all through. And then it's, like, oh, oh, you're telling yourself there's nothing else in the world. This is the time you've put out for just this. The only yeah, thing right. you need to do. You have scheduled time with yourself just to hear yourself breathe. Now get to it. Then my brain is, like... Hey, so you're settled down to listen to yourself. I'm going to give you 95 amazing ideas. Right. But as I give you each of them, I'm also going to give you a stunning sense that you will never remember them as soon as you get up from right. the cushion. Right. Let's right. go. And so that will start parading through. And then I'm like, no, no, this is not about creativity. This is about breathing. And that's what the cushion looks like for the full hour. Yeah, breath. Go back to breathe. You know, just breathe. I'm here. I'm here to breathe. I got one job, you know. And uh, Joseph Goldstein has this great one of his more recent podcasts. Actually, um, I might link to this in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got one job in in this, right? And and all of the pressure with a meditation practice what am i supposed to feel what am i supposed to be doing here what's the point again what's the objective what what's you know all the questioning that comes around it and all the resistance that comes from the questioning um just kind of comes down to uh this sense of duty obligation this is what i should be doing this is what it ought to look like and all this stuff and you don't you end up not meditating you end up trying to or doing it, not being it, and and all this other kind of Zen stuff that doesn't make a lot of sense. He said for him, you know, he 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 said he wasted years on the cushion spinning those tales of what am I supposed to be doing here? What's the objective? You know, and what's the higher purpose? And am I is this going leading somewhere or what's the you know, he said he wasted years mm-hmm. on this, trying to capture something, grab some dragon by the tail, whatever whatever it might be. And he said his entire practice changed and the rest of his life changed when he was able to recognize that he on that cushion has one job. He has one job. Just sit. Yeah. Just sit. Um, The practice will work on you as it does. You don't have to invite it. You don't have to ask it. You don't have to beg it. Just sit and the work will be done. Yeah. It happens by itself. It's not coming from you. It's coming through you. Let the turn the car off so the mechanic can work on it. <laughs> Your job is to turn the car off and sit there. Right. It does beg the question. Like, it leads to, uh, have I been meditating or have I been, like, Try, I mean, trying practicing to yeah. consternation? <laughs> Yeah, and and that's where for my own practice, I mean, these little mental reminders can happen, you know, because I uh, everything that you described that happens to you, absolutely. That email that I 
could have easily sent any time in the last four days that is trivially trivially important. It's like all of a sudden that is the most critical thing. It's like, oh my God, I haven't texted that person in four months. I need to text them back and this is the time to do it. You know, right. so all this urgency. And I've done the thing. Oh, that's a great idea. I really need to write that down because um, I'm going to forget. And I, I play that. I spin that as well. I think uh-huh. it's normal to do when you're when you're on a cushion because you're bored uh, a lot of the times that might be true um and stuff is just lined up to take a turn you know trying to get your attention on stuff yeah um and it's it might have been distracted or masked over by instagram or whatever might flashy thing might be keeping us from being able to pay attention to these things you have one job you know and so when i'm starting to feel that way a lot of times i'll just remind myself if i have the consciousness to do so just breathe you're here to sit just Uh sit you don't have to do anything just sit and that's my that's my thing so you know one of the one of the mantras i have is just sit Mm -hmm. just sit the work the work will happen just sit well and it's so interesting to me because when we used to back in the day now it feels like almost a year ago when we used to sit together in a physical location right yeah in some ways meditation was easier for me yeah when i was in a room with you right because of course i'm just gonna sit there of course i'm not gonna move too much you know like paul will notice i don't want paul (laughs) over there noticing boy sherry is moving a whole lot today what's going on over there or oh she's sniffling so much and so um And I certainly wouldn't get up and write a thing down. What would Paul think, right? Or not even just Paul, right? Like, you know, we had one of our students in the room. What would Olivia think? What would Olivia think? Hey, Olivia, I hope I am an inferior meditator. Um, I haven't checked in with Olivia in a while. I need to check in with Olivia. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, but like, so I would all of these external uh, expectations would force me to surrender to the cushion yeah uh and then when we moved to doing it through zoom uh the fact that i kept my audio open yeah would still like well i can't write this down they'll hear me typing but now we tend uh you know it's a slippery slope uh now we just mics off mics off cameras off, off yeah you're on Zoom, but like, let's be honest, like everybody who comes to our meditation group, they can be doing whatever they want. Right. Right. So that I think that's the challenge of the practice now is that every time I meet the cushion, I have to surrender to it for me. Yeah. And what something else that helps me with that, that's why I have some of the trappings. You know, we talked about this earlier Um on something we recorded. I don't know if it was last week's podcast or something. It all run together. We're just constantly recording. Uh, yeah, they all just kind of run together. Um, uh, we have, I mean, you and I both have, we have uh, like actual cushions that we use. Yes. You know, we, we've, I've ritual, and that is, you know, ritualizing part of the process with some intentionality. Yeah. That I can think can help. It's like, and yeah, we're on Zoom. Let's be clear. Yeah, nobody's talking to each other for that hour. We're just chewing up bandwidth that could be other, otherwise spent on spamming people or you know who knows what you know. But Zoom is on. Uh, not a lot of data is moving, but Zoom is on. Um, and we could be doing whatever we want, but having a, a little bit of ritual that I build up around it you know, with having a cushion and a jacket and all that 
maybe you light a candle, maybe you fire up the incense holder or whatever it might be. Put in, just put a mala on just to signify that you're doing something. Um, can be part of that surrendering process as well, though. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that it's not about accountability, though. You know, I, I don't want to give people the impression that we want to find something that's, you know, that's going to hold us accountable for our practice because that just becomes another weapon that we can use to beat ourselves with. Um, they can be tools and they can be weapons. These apps that we use for meditation timers um, mm-hmm. that gamify how many hours or minutes you've been sitting this week or next versus last week and it tracks you through time. And it's like, oh, okay, that might be fun in the beginning, but after a while, you know, you start shooting yourself on the result of that data. But, you know, ritualizing the practice a little bit has has definitely brought some richness to me to the practice for me with it that plays into the surrendering process. I'm going to, I'm going to surrender. I'm going to do a conscious giving up and act of surrender to this cushion for the next hour where my job here is just to sit and Mm -hmm. God knows what's going to happen and who knows what stuff's going to come through And mercy knows what my body and my brain is going to want to take, what directions are going to try to pull me in or I might just be bored. Mm -hmm. Fine. Right. If I die of boredom, may I be the first. Right. And uh, at least you'll be legendary. Yeah, I'll be legendary. Yeah, I'll, I'll be a, its own story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but my job here is to sit. Yeah. And so I'll surrender to that. Right. I mean, and that's the interesting thing, right? Like it really is. It's about offering yourself up to the cushion. You know what this reminds me of? What? Like writing. So if you have like a pen and a blank page in front of you uh, and you're going to surrender Am I just making hay out of nothing or is there a little bit of a compatibility here? No, you kind of nailed the thing there, Paul. Yeah. So no, I got this no, blank page absolutely. in front of you. You got, um, you got this blank page in front of you. If I have this empty cushion in front of me, it's like, are these the same thing? Or I think they absolutely are. And I think um, this idea of surrender is equally important to both, right? Um, this is part of the problem that I've always had with... Um, like classic writing textbooks as far as how they teach the writing process. Uh-huh. Uh, because one of the things, they teach one writing pro- process, which is a problem for me. Right, right. But they always start with uh, an invention period that looks like write an outline. Oh my God, that always felt like dying to me. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so... Um, I think part of what makes it hard sometimes the you know the idea of the writing process is the way that it's ritualized a lot of times moves through categories that are effective if you are a computer yeah but not if you are a human coming to a page right yeah Yeah, it's like it's like it's like somebody like like somebody wrote out a recipe but they didn't actually cook it it's like yeah this should make a great cake yeah, theoretically, this should be yeah, great. This should be great. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, when you come to the cushion, you don't know what's going to happen. You just have to be open and you have to just come to it. And you have to know my one job here is to breathe. Right. And I think a lot of times one of the things that makes people have a lot of writer's block is they come to the page and they say, I am going to write. Therefore, I need to produce good writing. And so they don't say, 
I'm going to draft. And my job is to have more words on the page than when I started. Yeah. They say, I have to be good. And they start the judgment. And I think that's the thing about being on the cushion is it's not about judgment. Right? Yeah, right. Uh, it's not a right. gold star for how good you breathe today. Yeah. Like, boy, that was some great breathing. Some of the best I've heard all year, Paul. Yeah. Yes. It doesn't matter. It's just... I take pride in my breathing. Yeah, I take pride in my breathing. And I, yeah, so I think, yeah, absolutely. Come to the page, put words on it. You can be bored writing, just like you can be bored meditating. <laughs> yeah, you can be bored. Uh, you can hate it. You can be like, oh, this is, oh gosh, it's so annoying being with me today. So is writer's block um, the resistance to surrender? Yes. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Right. There we go. Yeah. Nice, concise little. <laughs> um, how, how often is the answer a clear yes or no? Right. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I think. So this is interesting because on our last podcast, towards the end of that episode, I decided that I was going to give up the rip, Instagram yeah. username that I've carried around. And somebody asked me because I did make the change. And somebody yeah, asked me. Yeah, yeah. Somebody asked me on Facebook after I was talking about it. Like, how long have you had that username? And I've had it so long, I don't even remember, but I think I've had it since the beginning of Twitter. So my old username used to be Noam Chomsky, as in Garden Noam Chomsky. Yeah, yeah. So I think that was like my AIM name, remember, back in the day. Some of us may, yeah. Yeah, and then from there, I switched over to Writer's Block, I, I think maybe for AIM. Um, it was around the same time as my husband, his username for AIM uh, 20 years ago, uh, around this time of year, we were spending lots of time sending messages. Yeah, right. His was fallen posters because when he first moved to his dorm room, all of his posters kept falling down. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so it was fallen posters and writer's block. That was us. That was who we were um, for the longest time. Um, and I... I just realized, like, what does it mean about me if I am this person who wants to believe that every single person out there in the world can use writing to get in touch with themselves and to find something meaningful? Right. Yet I self-identify by being blocked. Um, That's a problem. And when, yeah, and when these usernames no longer serve us, we... Surrender them. Give them up. Surrender them mm-hmm. to someone else who may who it may serve. Yes. And that's actually, I surrendered the Twitter name years ago because there's like an organization in LA that has the same name. Yeah, they I, can have it. Yeah, it serves Yeah, <laughs> I kept getting tagged in it. So now yeah, I've given it up. It. They can have it. It no longer serves me. Right. They can have it. Yeah. Cool. Neat. So how does one take the first step in this courage right um how does one uh we talked about a little bit this last time so um if you haven't listened to the last episode you know the uh eminently professional dr spiegel gives some hints right on how to get words on page um if you're feeling like you're struggling with it um how to get butts on cushions right uh, we can talk about that too and we have several times mm-hmm. i think you know, and it, it's kind of fun because it's like what you don't know how to sit, you've been doing it your whole damn life. What you don't know how to breathe, you've been doing it your whole damn life. You know, you just do both at once. Mm-hmm. 
uh, what? And that's a showstopper, you know, for a lot of, for a lot of folks. Yeah. Which is uh, a showstopper for me on for many, many years. And it's not always easy for me today. Um, but yeah, we'd love to, to chat with folks a little bit more about it. If you have any questions about how to do either one. Yeah. And we both I like really like that. Like we spend a lot of our life just talking to people about how to do things they do every day. Yeah. Like what are Paul and I experts in sitting, breathing and writing yeah. words? Yeah. The newest of those goes back about what? 30,000 years or something like that. So, yeah. so you know, that's the, that's yeah. the new kid on the block. Yeah. Glad we have this expertise. Yeah, yeah, we've mastered all three, sitting, breathing, and writing. Um, and a uh, funny conversation that we were having yesterday, you know, you're you're talking about being a, um, a contemplating composer, and I'm talking about being a composing contemplator, right? So coming at this practice of writing and breathing and sitting uh, from both perspectives, sort of meeting the other in, in the middle and noticing all the similarities they have with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and how they sort of fit and, and complement each other in any practice, I think. Yeah. Um, the, the, the two most dangerous things uh, are uh, an empty page and a writing utensil and uh, a cushion waiting to be sat upon. Mm-hmm. You know, both can change your world. You never know what will happen. Well, something's going to happen. Something will. Surrender. Yeah, surrender. You might be bored. Something interesting might happen. Find out. Yeah. Find yeah. out. Because if you keep doing the same thing, probably won't probably won't i think that's true yeah what an interesting episode paul isn't it isn't it though i really enjoyed this one i did too i enjoyed all of them but (laughs) that the dear people still listening also enjoyed it yeah and thanks for keeping with us uh for these seasons if you've been with us for a while again season four we're pretty excited about that Mm -hmm. um and And if uh, you're new don't feel like you have to listen through the back catalog to be with us as we move forward yeah, just be kind when you listen to that episode eight or whatever it was where the audio was horrible. Yeah. Please don't to, go I, on to Podbean to and be that. like, this this whole uh, podcast is pretty good, except episode eight really was a disappointment. I wonder how many subscribers we don't have because they listen to that one first. And it's like, well, this has gone downhill. And I <laughs> 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 didn't last long and they haven't picked it up since. We'll see. Uh, but, you know, lots of podcasts stop before they even get to episode 15 yeah so, that's true that's true we're doing pretty know. good we're doing pretty good we are and i think i have surrendered to the fact that we will be doing this again in 2021 yeah i think so too cool cool thanks sherry thanks paul i'll talk to you soon okay bye, bye. everybody This podcast is produced by Sherry Spiegel, Paul Fitzgerald, and This Most Unbelievable Life. For more information, please check us out at www.thismostunbelievablelife.com. Paul and Sherry have a Paul podcast. Paul and Sherry podcast. Yes. 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 Cool.